listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling. And there is a lot to get through as far as harness racing news is concerned. Tonight, Redcliffe, it's not all that far away. 11 races kicking off at full 40. So it's another big program there on the peninsula. Tomorrow at Albion Park, we've got heats of the APG series. That big final coming up on Saturday week. That's July 15. And then all roads obviously lead to Albion Park on Saturday night. Another massive program there. Two Group 1 features, the Great Square, the Rising Sun, and the support card is simply outstanding. And if you haven't had enough harness racing action by then, Marburger Racing this Sunday, and there's a, a special bus trip that's being put on. Uh, it uh, leaves Reckliff at 10 o'clock, so if you're in that northern area up Bayside, 10 o'clock it picks up from Reckliff, swings by Albion Park at 10.45 and then heads out to Marburg. So if you want to find out more about that bus trip and get on board, just contact the Albion Park Harness Racing Club and they'll be able to uh, get you sorted as far as that is concerned. But they've got a feature day coming up as well this Sunday. So there is plenty of harness racing action. But the focus is certainly on Saturday night. Our first guest this morning, he is set to play a big role in one of these Group 1 features because he is aboard the favourite and this is a new horse to Queensland. We're talking about RC Phoenix, who lines up in the grade square, unbeaten this campaign, four starts, four victories, and he goes around in the inaugural edition of the grade square as the favourite. His trainer driver is Chris Benozio, and he joins us online now. Chris, really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Uh, when did this plan sort of uh, come to fruition with RC, RC Phoenix? When did you start thinking this is a really good option to take? Um, when that we heard about the race, we obviously sort of loosely penciled it in and like he probably would have had, he'd had a pretty long season last year as a three-year-old and he probably would have had a bit longer in the paddock, but we had to um, get him back into work and get him into shape and get a bit of racing under his belt and yeah, everything had to go right for him to be up here, but so far it all has. Well, he's a four-year-old and he's got a great record. Six wins from 18 starts. So it's a one-in-three strike rate. And his form this campaign is just stunning. Four starts, four victories. So impressive. The thing that stands out about this guy, Chris, he's a big guy. He is a big horse. Yeah, he, there's plenty of him. Like, we always sort of... He raced in the better races all season last year as a three-year-old, but we were always mindful that he needed to keep growing into himself and... You know, with his break up at the end of his three-year-old year into now, he just looks big and strong and he's trotting really well. So everything's heading in the right direction. Okay, so maturity's been the key for him. Just out of curiosity, do, do you weigh him? How much would he dip the scales at? Uh, I'm not sure, but he'd be like over 500 kilos. He's a, yeah, he's a big unit when you sit behind him. You've sat behind a lot of good trotters as well. Sparkling success quickly comes to mind, but uh, is he one of the bigger trotters you've sat behind? Uh, yeah, he's definitely one of the bigger ones. I've got uh, actually got a couple of big ones there at the moment. I've got a three-year-old there who's actually taller than him, but I probably haven't sat behind many that uh, are sort of bigger and stronger than him. Okay. Now, as it stands, as I said, he is the favourite with Tab right now, 225. He's in super form. 
Does this race set up nicely for you on paper, just looking at it? He's got a front row draw, mobile start, 2,138 metres. Is that tailor-made for him? Yeah, that suits us. We were, um, obviously, there's a fair few inside him that will probably be all wanting, looking to go forward at the start, but we'll be aiming, to, I'll be aiming to work forward with the big fella at some stage and get up into the action. So, yeah, hopefully we can... Yeah, if he ends up in the first four there somewhere after the start, we'll be, I'll be pretty happy. All right, your guy does have good gauge speed, just looking at the replays. And once he finds that balance and rhythm, he, he's quite... Um, well, he's very easy to watch, isn't he? Yeah, he is. When he's trotting good, he's a great trotter. Like, I think he has got a fair bit of gate speed, but I probably haven't really had to use it so far. This preparation, I've been able to sort of just let him roll forward and without pushing him too hard but I know last season a couple of times against some pretty good trotters I was able to use him pretty hard out of the gate so I've got a few options at the start but yeah I'll have him right up on the gate and then work it out from there. Okay as it stands do you think the Victorians are the horses to beat like you've got that very good Philly rocking with attitude gate two you've got courage stride drawn off the second row are they looking like the main dangers? Yeah, I think obviously they both are in great form. Courage Stride was a beat the free for all trotters last start, and Rocking with Attitudes being terrific last season and this season. But also, I think a couple of the New South Wales horses look uh, very smart. Like uh, James Rattray's horse was very impressive last time for a three-year-old trotter, and uh, Hot to Trot, the Kiwi horse, was an impressive winner recently at Menangle. So. I don't know quite as much about the Queensland horses, but there's a few horses in pretty good form. Okay. With your guy, uh, he, he looks like he's the complete package, but do you have a preference with him over the shorter trips, the longer trips, or it doesn't really matter? He's got the complete game. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter too much. Like, he was placed in a Group 1 race early last season over the short trip, and... Like he's won over the mile recently, going one. Oh, he trialled last week and went 156 at Melton quite well, but he's, you know, also had that grounding in the derby heats and stuff last season over the long distance. So if he's fitting well and trotting good, it doesn't sort of matter too far, too much a distance. How do you rate that, that crop from last year, that three year old crop, which are now four, yeah, the, the likes of Cravash Door, and there was a number of other good ones down there, but. Uh, how deep do you think that crop is? Uh, well, it was a very tough crop. Obviously, Cravashtall looked the best of them, but Plymouth Chubb was very good all season. Courage Stride, Harry Stamper. So there were some tough races that we were running in last year. And then you saw Plymouth Chubb early this season come straight out of his three-year-old racing and beat the older horses in a Group 1 race. So it sort of showed how strong that crop was last season. So I'm hoping that stands our bloke in pretty good stead for this race on Saturday night. Let me ask this question. Cravash Dorr, potentially, is he the best trotter in the country? Uh, well, I'm potentially hoping RC Phoenix is the best trotter in the country. <laughs> but we have beaten him last season. He beat us a few times, so... I know RC Phoenix has to improve, but, yeah, that's where we're aiming. So that's that's yeah. that's the plan with him. Yeah, good answer, good answer. Now, this is the first time he's travelled. How has he handled it? When did you arrive? Uh, he's handled it 
really well. I uh, travelled over Saturday, Sunday, stayed at Menangle Saturday night and I was able to, yeah, get here a few days earlier, really suited and I've taken him in, into Albion Park this morning and giving him his final piece of fast work and he seemed to handle the track quite good. So now I've just got to keep having as well as we can there on Saturday night. All right, so you took him into Albion Park. Was there any sort of uh, quirk, uh, quirkiness with uh, with RC Phoenix with Albion Park? No, I thought he was quite good. I worked him with a pacer and um, pulled out around the last bend, and he seemed to handle it all pretty good. That's you know quite similar to our tracks. He's raced on thousand meter tracks all the time down in Victoria, so he um, seemed to handle it pretty good. He's he's a pretty good gated trotter when he's going good, so I don't think the track will worry him too much. Okay, the surface was fine. Was that what you were expecting? Uh, well, it was quite wet and muddy, so it wasn't ideal. I'm hoping it'll be a bit better on Saturday night, but, yeah, the tra- it was good enough to um, work on there this morning, and, like, we're staying at Redcliffe, so that track was washed out, so we sort of... We had to go into Albion Park, but I was quite happy to take him in there and um, give him a look around and make it a bit easier for Saturday night for him. Okay. Now, he's in great form, four for four this campaign. Just looking at your stats, your last 10 drives, fourth, first, first, fourth, first, second, first, third, second, first. You're seeing them really well. Uh, Yeah, we're definitely having a good run at home. We've got a few nice nice horses there, so... It's um, have, there's um, some good races coming up during the year. We would have liked to have brought a couple more up with us, but they just probably the other ones weren't going quite good enough. So it's um, yeah, hopefully we can keep the good run going Saturday night. All right. So it is a hit run mission at this stage. I'll just see if he was very impressive on Saturday night. We might think about staying, racing the older horses in the following weeks, but we'll we'll weigh that up. We're just worrying about one race at this stage. Yeah, fair enough. Tell me this, if Louis Luai comes out and wins and beats the Lost Storm across the weekend, do you consider the Queensland derby? Uh, yeah, if he can beat the Lost Storm, we'll, we'll uh, try and work out how to get him up here for the derby. I think that would uh, book him a spot in it. So, yeah, it'll be very tough. Obviously, the Lost Storm's a super three-year-old, and there's a, it's a really tough field. Bendigo on Saturday night, but we're hoping he can go really good. Okay, well, fingers crossed there. Just how many are you working back home in Victoria? Uh, we've got about 24 in work. A couple of them are just having this week off while I'm away. But Ross Payne and um, my dad and my partner Elizabeth's father are all at home doing, keeping everything ticking along. So we've got a few racing Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, but we do we do around 20, mid-20s sort of at the moment. All right. And it's all hands on deck by the sound of it. A good mix of paces and trotters by the look of it too. Yeah, we've got a couple of nice paces there and obviously a few of our trotters are going pretty good. They've got a couple of three-year-old fillies, Aldebaran Miley will have some Oaks and Breeders' Crown and Vic Bread races coming up soon. So we've got a fair bit to look forward to back home in the next few months. Okay. You've won five Group 1 races on Saturday night. Uh, uh, So far in your career, you're chasing your sixth on Saturday night. Is Sparkling Success one of your favourites? Yeah, definitely. He was just a great horse. He was really in the zone there for a while when he won the um, Maori Mile at Bendigo and then won the uh, Great Southern Star. He was just 
such a great trotter with such a terrific will to win, like he did it tough in all his wins and he was racing some absolutely top-line horses and was too good for him at the time. So, yeah, I'll never forget the the ride he gave me. Yeah, he was a bit of a character, John Mead, wasn't he? He was a bit of a... Is he a dairy farmer to Rangway? Yeah, he was a dairy farmer. He had about 400 or 500 dairy cows to work before he got to round to his horse, but he just had that horse in such terrific order all the time. And obviously we were um, invited to the international trot at New York and he just failed the vet just a couple of days before he was going to get on the plane. But Meaty and I still, we still hopped on the plane and went over and spent a month in America together and saw the international trot and saw some of the great horses racing at Kentucky at the Red Mile. So that was all because of sparkling success. So I'll never sort of forget what he did for my career and and uh, for all of us. Are you surprised how far the trotting gates come here in Australia? Like we've just seen uh, Just Believe competing in the elite lineup and, and on that world stage. But are you surprised how much we've developed and evolved as far as this gate is concerned down under? Oh, well, you can, it's just fantastic to see the growth of them in like New South Wales and Queensland and uh, Victoria, like there's um, the sponsors on Saturday Saturday night, Pat Driscoll and Harasta Trotters have done so much along with a few other people bringing the best stallions and the best mares out here. So some of the um, mares that Pat Driscoll is breeding from and they'd be the best bred horses if you took them to France or to America or to Sweden. So it's just they're just getting better and better every year. They're very hard to win the races at the moment. And uh, I'm hoping some more Australian horses can go overseas and do what Just Believe did and compete against the best in the world. Yeah, and just further proof to show how far Queensland has come. If you had been told two years ago that you'll take a horse to Queensland for a feature trot race worth $150,000, you would have had that person locked up. Yeah, it's, it's just terrific what they've done. It's really, it is a, it's the richest four-year-old trotting race in Australia. So you'd think it could only grow in the years ahead and um, other trainers will really target it with their horses for the season. So it's, it's um, just gives people a lot of hope to breed these horses and to train the trotters. And it's where we're wrapped to be up here racing in it. Well, it's great to have you here, and you've got the pressure being the favourite, but uh, he can do no more this horse. Four starts this campaign, four victories. Hopefully you can make it five from five with a big group one. Really appreciate the time, Chris, and we'll see you trackside on the weekend. Great. Thanks, Chris. Here's Chris Venozio joining us, the trainer-driver of RC Phoenix, who is the favourite for the inaugural running of the Great Square this Saturday night, 2.25 with Tab. One of the other major players in this race on Saturday night, the Great Square, is the former Kiwi hot to trot. He was able to score at Albion Park last week. He's kept safe in betting. He's at $9. So he's in single figures behind those Victorians, Courage Stride, Rockin' with Attitude, and obviously RC Phoenix. He looks pretty talented, this horse, and I want to find out a little bit more about him. He's trained by Mark Jones, who's an absolute champion. There's no doubt about it. Royal driving champion many seasons ago up there in North America. And he joins us online now from Christchurch. Mark, appreciate the time. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Chris. I'll ask you the same question. If uh, someone had to said to you that you were going to be competing in a feature trot race worth $150,000 for three- and four-year-olds in Queensland only 12, 18 months ago, maybe two years, you would have had that person committed, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, it's amazing. I think when we looked at coming over this race, there's only about 50 or 75,000, and it's doubled to 150. So um, it's amazing what Queensland Racing are doing, and it's great to be part of it for this carnival. And, you know, not only for the trotters, the paces are you know, very well catered for too. So you got to give a big thumbs up to Queensland Racing. He's a four-year-old with a really good record hot to trot. 26 starts, eight wins, six minors. He's had the four Australian starts now. A uh, little bit of a bumpy start to his campaign, but we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But how pleased are you now that he's been able to go back-to-back and he goes into this race on Saturday night with extreme confidence? Yeah, it's great to go into the, yeah, the race on the, on the way up and his last two wins have been very good. And last week may not have looked too impressive, but you know, he's done what he had to and he's pretty strong at the line. So, you know, the mobile racing really suits him and um, it's just good going into a race with winning form. You sent him across to Sydney first, gave him the two starts, the three starts down there. He, he made that break uh, first up and then he finished fourth. He was thrown into the uh, the deep end quickly there because you're taking on the uh, older trotters, the open class trotters. But now that he's been able to find his sort of groove, um, you know, it's onwards and upwards, isn't it? Yeah, definitely the main reason was to come to get good, consistent mobile racing. He's not the best from a stand, as his record shows, and he missed away first up, and you know, he's pretty unlucky against the good trotters first up in Sydney, and you know, let him beat them the next start. So he can't do any more, and as I said, he came from the back last week in Brisbane, so you know, he's definitely in the right form. The thing I want to ask about you, and probably it's really important as far as this race is concerned, how much gate speed does this guy have? Is he pretty quick? If Jack Trainer, your driver, wants to use him early, can he really scoot along? Yeah, he is pretty quick. Out. He, um, yeah, he let him an angle against the free fall. It was pretty easy. You know, two starts ago, and he drew the back row last start. But in New Zealand, he's, he normally does lead off the gate. He's pretty quick. But, you know, whether Jack wants to use it, that's up to him. But And he knows what he's doing. But as a rule, he is pretty quick off the gate. Okay, you've got another ex-Kiwi drawn to your inside, and she's unbeaten since finding her way to Australia, three for three, talking about Elvisia. Can you compare these two trotters from when they were both back in Christchurch? Yeah, I probably can, because I trained both of them and they worked up together. So um, <laughs> Elvisia is quite, quite a nice filly, though. She's she's done a very good job since she's been there. She, you know, We sold her, and she had a wee issue when she got there, and you know, she's come back better, and she's fast, but... Yeah, I'd like to think on ability and, and what they've done. And when they were here, I'd like to think Hot the Trot's just a wee bit better than her. You've covered bad if she beats you on Saturday night then. Yeah, well, horses are made to make lives, aren't they, Chris? But, you know, like, I'd, yeah, she can't do any more than she's done. But I'd probably, yeah, as I said, over here, we'd, we'd always lean towards Hot the Trot. He's, he's a pretty good racehorse. How do you line up these Victorians? They're the ones at the top of the betting board, RC Phoenix, Rockin' with Attitude, Courage Strider. How do you line them up? Yeah, they yeah they're all super trotters. The, the three-year-olds won all the big ones and and done it all ways. And you know the other two have, have been super impressive and run times. So um, the draws even things up a bit, probably like the the favour does go to the three-year-olds. But yeah, they're going to be very very hard to beat, and they've had good hard racing. But yeah, I think my guy, you know, we think a bit of them, and you know we wouldn't have brought them all that way just to make the numbers up. And I think he will be pretty con- com- um, competitive with them. Okay, what sort of feedback have you got from Jack Trainer in the last couple of days and after the win there last week? Uh, he's a typical horse trainer, old Jack, and no news is good news. So, um, you know, he, he, he comes through, come through the race good, and I just leave it in Jack's hands, and I'll hear from him before the race. But, um, you know, he's, he's been happy with the horse the whole time, and he was happy again the last week and said he came through it good. So, um, if I don't hear nothing, it's probably a good thing.
Okay, let me pose this hypothetical at you then. With a lap left to run and the inaugural running of the grade square, where would you like to see Hot to Trot sitting? Yeah, just what happens early. Like, it wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst place to be in front round there. He's, his staying record is very good, but he is very good off the helmet too. So, um, yeah, whether he's in front or 1-1 one, one or, you know, just, just wherever. He's won from every position, really. So, it's just really up to Jack to steer in the right direction and, Really, we just want no bad luck, and you know, with the other ones, you know, you want to also have their chances and maybe be fourth one. Okay, does he stay on for those other trotting features, the sprint, the cup, or is he is he done after the weekend? Uh, he'll stay in Queensland till the whole carnival's over and probably have a go against the free fallers, and um, he'll head back to Sydney to probably race for another 12 months just with the mobile racing there, which probably may include a few races down in Victoria. And it'll, you know, we'll get a good line at where we're at against these Victorians this week. And you'll probably come home to New Zealand in about 12 months' time to hopefully get ready for Dominion and that over here. It's just in New Zealand, we have nothing for four year old trotters. They're very harshly treated. So, um, you know, when Queensland put a $150,000 race in Sydney, have got good stakes. We're mad to, to be sitting in New Zealand racing with nothing. All right. Into Dominion here later this year, December. Is that a, an option? Is that a possibility? Yeah, it's probably one thing we never really thought of. but I'd say it's probably a big possibility, you know, like you only get that chance every now and then and he's over there and, you know, I'd say it's probably definitely in the radar and the series would certainly does back up pretty good week to week and, um, yeah, it's probably definitely on the radar. All right. I really appreciate the time. Great having you with a horse here in the carnival uh, and he's a, a live chance on Saturday night in this big Group 1 feature, the Great Square Hot to Trot. Appreciate the time. Best of luck. Yeah, thanks so much, Chris. Here's Mark Jones, a champion Christchurch-based trainer and driver. He doesn't do too much driving anymore, but he's a very capable trainer, no question about it. And he's got a live chance there in that feature on Saturday night. Okay, one of the other features on Saturday night is the South East Derby, proudly sponsored by Burwood Stud. One of the key runners who comes up with a, a great draw is on deadline. Nathan Turnbull makes his way up from Bathurst, the grandson of the champ, A.D. Turnbull. Son of the champ, Steve Turnbull, and he's with us now. Nathan, good morning. Darcy, how are you, mate? I'm really well. Was that music to your ears, Barrier One, there for this Saturday night's feature? Yeah, definitely had a massive smile on our face, and we've seen that, that's for sure. Okay. Now, I've got to ask this question. Was it purely a Derby mission with On Deadline? Did you throw in a nom for the Rising Sun? How did you play that? No, we just stuck to the derby and stuck to our own age group. Um, sort of took not not so much the easy route because they're all good horses in it. But, um, yeah, just try to dodge the better ones probably. Like, you know, Leap to Fame, he's just a motor car. So, yeah, I was happy to dodge him and hopefully we can sneak into the big derby through this, this way. Well, he arrives in Brisbane with great form. He's won his last three and the form out of that last start was, well, it's really been frank. He scored at Menangle. That was back in late May. 52-6, last half, 55-7. He came off cover to score, beating Don Hugo and Rocker Coco. We've seen both of these horses recently up here competing and competing really well. So great form out of that last start victory. Yeah, couldn't have been happier with him. And that was probably the, uh, what made us come to Queensland when he was he went so well against them nice horses. Um, that really made our mind up to, you know, have a throw at the stumps against the good ones. And, um, yeah, I couldn't have been happier with how the form stacked up out of the race. Okay, so he hasn't started since May 27, but you've kept him up to the mark because you've given him a couple of recent trials there at Bathurst? 
Yeah, I just really wanted him to go out there with good form, so I didn't risk not getting into any of these races. And uh, and then because he has, he's sort of getting up in greater touch too, you've got to take on the older horses. So I thought if I just trolled him a few times, I can go as hard or as soft as I want. And he's, I've been more than happy with every troll. So really, in a 100% he is coming up there on Saturday night. Okay, the most recent trial was just Monday, just gone. So what were you hoping for and did you get what you wanted out of that trial? Yeah, pretty much. We didn't want a gut buster because, uh, you know, we're coming up tonight after the trots, we're driving up through the night. So we just a nice solid hit out without, you know, too much too much work. And, um, yeah, we just dropped off the arm and then made a good run from the 600 metres and he picked them up in quick time and... Um, a quick last quarter anyway, and, um, yeah, it was just perfect, just what I wanted, like I said, with he's sort of got a bit of a hectic week, you know, with um, coming up there as well tonight, so I didn't want a gut buster, so it worked out perfect. All right, your dad's Oaks winner was in that trial as well, and she's starting on Saturday night. Wendy Hill Tara, did you keep an eye out for her in the trial? Yeah, I had a good eye on her, so she was a couple in front of me, but uh, Dad really wanted to give her a real easy one. He probably went... Uh, Harder than he wanted to the week before. He's sort of done the same as me and give her a few trials instead of a race start. And um, so he really wanted to give her an easy one and he drove her very quiet and didn't, you know, even produce her. But I wanted to, you know, open my fellow up a little bit up the straight and it uh, worked out well. All right. So this guy's pretty good. Um, he, he's not quite at the level of your other star three-year-old, your Derby horse, and better be the best. But he's really sharp. So from barrier one on Saturday night... How do you want this race to sort of play out? Yeah, ideally, um, I'd just come out hard and see what happens. And ideally, yeah, just be sitting on the leader. That'd be perfect. Um, last thing I want to do is get shuffled away on the pegs. So I'm going to have to come out a bit and make sure, you know, we don't get crossed by two or three. But um, ideally, the two uh, jack sauce will just cross me and... Um, I'm hoping he's keen to drive him pretty solid and hold the front. He's only had the two starts with him and he's drawn out the back both times. So I'm hoping he's keen to hold a forward position from the front row for the first time since he's had him. And as you know, I've got a lot of respect for him. I only just beat him in the New South Wales Derby. So I know he's a, he's a tough bugger. So he'd obviously be the ideal one to be sitting on. Yeah, well, he, he's gone up as the favourite with Tab Naturally Gifted. Your guy's not too far behind. So... He's the horse you fear most? Uh, like I said, they're all good in that. Sure thing, Captain, I've got a lot of respect for. He come down to Sydney and, um, yeah, they're all good when you get up in that level. But the barrier draw definitely helps us a lot. And if we can, like I said, in an ideal world, just be sitting straight on the favourite with the options of the sprint lane. And my fellow's very quick. So in an ideal world, yeah, I'll just be sitting on him. Okay. The big target is the Group 1 derby coming up on July 22. So how much more improvement is there from Saturday night to the Group 1 Queensland derby, in your opinion? Yeah, obviously you can't beat race fitness, although we've had the three trials, but um, whatever he does, you know, it's really going to... The more times you take on these better ones, the rock-hard fit you get and Mature, he's just maturing all the time. Every time I take him in the races, he just goes a little bit better. I couldn't have been happier with him. So hopefully, you know, we can just have a good solid hit out and, you know, finish up with him and go into the big one and take some benefit out of it. That's for sure.
All right. Well, it's great to have you here with a, uh, a real serious three-year-old on deadline. Looking forward to seeing him start on Saturday night in that Burwood Stud South East derby. Just before I let you go, two quick ones. Better be the best. Is he back in work? Yeah, he's back in. Uh, hopefully, he'll, he'll just have a trial towards the end of the month and just be aimed up at the Breeders' Blue that we've got coming up next month through the um, New South Wales region. Have you had any offers for the Eureka? Yeah, we had a lot of offers early on and uh, we politely declined. We're happy just to um, stick to our own age group this year without taking on the older boys yet. Um, as you know, it's just a magnificent crop of four-year-olds who lead the fame and, you know, catch a wave from Captain Ravishing. They're just all the unbelievable batch. So we thought if we could just dodge them all this year and next year, hopefully, you know, we'll be the big boy in it. So I said, save me number and ring me in 12 months and hopefully, yeah, we can be going into it next next year as the big boy of the carnival. Yeah, fair enough. Well played there. It's now July. Your young boy, Jed, how far away from a race drive? Uh, if you ask him, he'd probably tell you down to the hour. But, yeah, he turns uh, 16 on the... 17th so he's only got about two weeks to go so he's got big plans of driving here at Bathurst and then all going well we'll get into the derby and he's already booked his ticket to come out the derby and he's already told Chloe to book him a heap of drives so he's planning on going straight up there to drive up there as well so all going well that'll he'll get his license straight away and that's his plan anyway. Right are you happy with the progress he's made though? Yeah, no, he's driving super. He's ready to take on the big boys now and um, the horses run for him and he's doing everything I asked, so I couldn't be happy with him and, you know, it's all systems go. All right, awesome. Hey, safe travels uh, on your way up. Good luck tonight at Bathurst and we'll see you trackside on Saturday night. I know, mate. See you there. There is the party boy, Nathan Turnbull, joining us. So on deadline, steps out in the southeast derby there on Saturday night. Let's go from one Bathurstian to another Bathurstian. I'm not even sure if that's the right terminology, but Darren will set me straight here. Darren Clayton, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. It certainly is. That's how you say it. It's like just an Ian from Bathurst, a Bathurstian. <laughs> all right. Before we get stuck into all of the great things that are happening in this uh, wonderful sport, we need some winners for the uh, the weekend. So we've got 11 of the best coming through tonight. Well, it's not that far away. 440 the first. So let's find uh, your best bet for tonight's card. Where do we go? Yeah, I was a bit disappointed. Some of the prices have come up a little bit shorter tonight, Chris, but I still think we can build a bank for the weekend. We can start with race three, horse number five, better to be tricky. Got a good record at Redcliffe, can do work in his races, which he, he most likely will have to do here from the wide gate, but uh, he's up for the for the challenge there. Got a, like I said, good record at Redcliffe, good overall record, very experienced horse, so I think he gets the job done there. Race three, horse five, better to be tricky. Okay, 260 with tab fixed price, Grant and Tristan Dixon. Luke Whitty, he set the lead Queensland at the end of the month, Darren. Uh, he's going to take up an offer and head uh, interstate. He'll go to to the Newcastle, the Hunter region, and link up with Aaron Goadsby. So he's had Group 1 success here, so we wish him all the best. So hopefully he can get this winner tonight. Better to be tricky race three. What else stands out tonight? Yeah, I thought in race five, horse one, delightful rainbow. Uh, I thought Lola Wiedemann actually has a, a pretty good uh, book there tonight, and I thought she can get this mare home. Uh, was best of the, the run on horses behind Maywin Troubadour last week. Um, 
only not too far away the start prior. Big gate improvement for this mare, which is all the difference, especially over the 2040, can just uh, sort of have all the options there. The inside gate's a huge advantage at that starting point, so I think she can get the job done. Race 5, horse 1, Delightful Rainbow. 250 tab picks price right now. That's the first leg of the quaddy. Have you got some numbers for the quaddy tonight? Yeah, we'll go one out with Delightful Rainbow. Like I said, I'm pretty pretty keen on her chances. In the second leg, I've got number two, My Girl Mandy, on top. Um, probably wasn't suited from a wide draw last time and over the 2040, so a return to the sprint trip. The good gate will certainly help her. Kiang Tara, this man's absolutely flying for Lola Wiedemann. Just run a, a stack of placings in a row won't be far away and throw in the one get a load of this girl good gate speed mare gets the chance to uh to choose where she settles so we'll go one two and eight second leg or sorry third leg race seven probably looked a race in two i thought uh number five rock and roll to gama good winner last week he'd been building up towards that and duly saluted gate five again he was gate five last week um probably goes back early good bit of early speed inside him and he can go come uh, work over the top to get them again throwing number four abby diadema return to redcliffe will certainly help her her chances all her career victories have been on the triangle she's just been going around at albion park the last couple throwing number two roll onyx um got early speed so he might get to the front uh, whether he hands over or tries to lead throughout, he'll be thereabouts. And number one, Heavenly Sea. Uh, if Rolonex does look to lead, well, she's going to get the perfect trip in behind the speed there and be waiting for that passing lane. So we'll go one, two, four, and five. And that brings us to the last leg. Um, I thought there's a couple of chances here again. Number eight, got to go talk. Um, got, uh, it's second line draw, makes it a little bit tough, but we'll follow out the race favourite, number two, Dared to Dream. So um, the two and the eight probably look hard to beat there. And throwing number one down on the fence, Wandari Delight. It's had uh, three runs back from a spell now, so should certainly be fitter there. So one, two and eight in that final leg. OK, so the quaddy numbers tonight for Darren Clayton. One only, we're going with Delightful Rainbow on that opening leg. That's one of Darren's best bets. Second leg, one, two, eight, then one, two, four, five, and then one, two, eight. So... Uh, what, $36 for 100% of the dividend? Yeah, that's how I had it marked. Right, oh, best bets. Race three, number five, better to be tricky, 260. Race five, number one, delightful rainbow at $2.50. Just, just on record before we leave, um, Marburg have got their big day coming up on Sunday and there's that bus trip if you want to get on the bus. Picking up from Redcliffe and at Albion Park, heading out to Marburg, contact Albion Park if you want to get on that bus. But that report that came through across the weekend, that Albion Park could be reclaimed sooner rather than later. Um, and, and that leaves us without a metro track because obviously Norwell won't be built in that time frame. Could, could it survive Queensland Harness Racing just with Reckliffe and Marburg for, say, 12 to 18 months? Uh, it's really disappointing news to have read that, Chris. We, we seem to have been making so many... Um, inroads, big big leaps and bounds. We, you know, our prize money's good. The the wagering turnover's good. Everything seemed to be tracking in the right course. We finally got Norwell announced and and under well not underway, but sort of all the all the preliminary stages required to to get it underway are well and truly on the move. And then to to read that, um, it's just 
this sport just seems to cop kicking the guts after kicking the guts, and uh, that's another one. I I'm really concerned what the future would hold if that's the case. I know, you know, you you can say it's only 12 or 18 months, but that's a long time in a horse's racing career without a track. That um, you know, the 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 way this breed has improved and progressed, and the way we drive, and the way the the speed that's on now. It can't be sustained at Redcliffe and Marburg for the entire industry. Redcliffe and Marburg have their place, and there's, um, you know, they they serve a great purpose in their place. But uh, unfortunately, it's not an every week occurrence that Metro Racing could be at either of those venues. Yep, fair enough. We'll talk more about this after the carnival. Getting back to the uh, the Bathurstian, do you feel like you're going to a Bathurst meeting on Saturday night, given how many Bathurstians are going to be trackside there competing? Not only have we got Nathan and Steve Turnbull, you've got Luke McCarthy competing, Bernie Hewitt's up, Chris Frisby's there, so there's a stack of stack of you uh, Bathurstians there. Yeah, it certainly is. I'm actually down at the Tweed at the moment, Chris. So um, yeah, it's like a it's like a good old get together. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's you know people left, right, and centre. That yeah, the only difference being you can go to the shorts in uh, go to go to the track in shorts and not have the coat on. That's the only difference. But uh, yeah, it's uh, and I'll tell you one thing. Listening to Nathan Turnbull there, he sounds like Steve. His voice is mm. so similar to Steve. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He just needs to wear a cowboy hat, and he'll look like Steve yeah. now. He's big on the cowboy hat. Uh, what, what race is the standout for you now that the fields are out, barrier draws have been complete? Is it is it the Rising Sun, Leap to Fame, drawn out in, in Gate 7, the car park, if you want to call it that? Or is there another race on that star-studded program that you're really keen to uh, witness? Um, well, that's an obvious, I think. So, you know, we probably don't need to go into that too much. Only one thing I would say about that is um, when it came down to the to the barrier draw on Monday night and there was a choice between 7 and 13, um, the, the Grant Dixon opted for 7. So I guess probably signals his intentions there that he'll be pushing forward because uh, you wouldn't... Uh, have a plan of going back from seven when he could have just had 13 and floated back. So that probably stamps it there. I always love the, the Darrell Alexander Memorial and um, we get to see another great edition of it again this year. Um, the handicaps and the way it's worked out, I think it's going to be a top race. And I just love the format of it. It's nearly almost like a, a sort of a mini inter-dominion. Across the two weeks, we get a, a heat over the middle trip, a heat over the long trip, and then into the final again over the long trip. So, um, yeah, I, I always like this race every year, and I like trying to, to, to find the, the runners that come through. I've sort of done a bit of a deep dive on this race um, in the past couple of days, just looking at Aldebaran Misty. There's only one other horse has ever swept both heats and claim the final and uh, it also was a mare and um, was not a bad little mare, Pink Galaz was her name, so Aldebaran Misty is probably, yeah, she's probably got the task ahead of her to to get her name beside her but um, a lot uh, over the last six years I think there's only one year where um, the winner of the final hasn't won at least one round of the heats um, and that was actually Wee Man Trouble. Interesting, you mentioned Luke Whitaker there before. So um, Wee Man Trouble, he didn't win either of his heats but came out and won the final. So, um, you know, history at the moment suggesting that you need to 
Um, perhaps have won a won a heat. I thought Hammers Law. He's been really good. He's been runner-up in both rounds of heat, so he could certainly um, stake his claim. And call me trouble, he was brilliant in that uh, first round heat, which is the same distance as this week's final. So, um, And the other one that I thought's probably gone really well and not really had much luck or things go his way is the, the Victorian visitor over and out. So um, sort of keeping a little bit of an eye on him as well. So... Yeah, it, this is always a great race, and, and I um, yeah, I really enjoy it each year on the calendar. Well, it's uh, $6 the field at the moment, so you're getting value if you can find the winner, but that's not going to be an easy challenge, that, because it looks really open, as Darren just outlined. Tab, we've got markets up for pretty much all of the features now. Races 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. Uh, just quickly, Shane Graham expecting to hear news today on his appeal uh, with that whip infringement. So we'll know today whether he'll be allowed to drive this weekend. So we're standing by for news there. Nothing coming through as of yet. I've got a heap of news for you, Darren. I know you love it. I know you're writing the notes down. So first of all, we're going to start with Catchaway. He's likely to trial next Tuesday at Melton. So he's coming along nicely. They're talking about a bit of a, a public workout with Ian Captain Ravishing, but he's going to have a trial more than likely next Tuesday. Luxa Turner was set to trial today in Sydney. Uh, this is a very good filly for the Laspinas and Ricky Alchin. And uh, she has gone around in that trial already. Um, where did I see her name? She was in today, so we'll track her down. Uh, so we'll get a result there. Uh, just an update on JJ Farm, the Fitzpatrick's. South Coast Arden, unlikely to come up for those features, the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks of Faith. Uh, Zeus Bromac was set to trial today, and they've picked up Treacherous Rain um, off Brent, uh, Brent Mangos, the same guy who had South Coast Arden. Uh, the Lost Storm's back in action on Saturday night. This is this on-again, off-again situation with Emma Stewart. Is she coming? Is she not coming to the carnival? I suppose we'll know more after the weekend. There's a talk well, There's talk about that. He could be coming up to the Queensland derby after saying yes and then no for the rising sun. Uh, Typo, still being considered for both the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks of Fake. He's been beaten narrowly behind Spirit of St. Louis his last two down there in Sydney. The star Kiwi mare that was once considered a possibility for the Golden Girl. She's only having her first trial back today. RD's Express for Team Telfer there in New Zealand. If you're expecting school captain and just hope at the trials tomorrow night at Shepparton, no, they're having this week off. They'll be back at the trials next week. Uh, the locomotive could be trialling again, though, uh, at uh, Shepparton tomorrow night for Wayne Potter. Son of Mac, this uh, very good three-year-old who was a runner-up behind Merlin in the uh, the Great Northern Derby. He's racing again Friday night Melton. Uh, dangerous and Catalpa Rescue, two three-year-olds that you've mentioned previously. No Queensland for them. Catalpa Rescue goes around on Friday at Wagga, and uh, they've just decided the Nutrient Series is going to be the big target for both of those three-year-olds, so no Queensland derby there. Uh, Ballarat trials yesterday, and Cypher was able to beat Act now in pretty much a two-horse trial for Emma Stewart. Rock and Roll Do, the Victoria Cup winner for Mick Stanley, about two weeks away from a trial. He may have unearthed a possible Victoria Derby contender earlier this week, Charlton of all places. Yahoo looked really sharp, so he's got the, the possibility to head towards the Victoria Derby later in the year. Uh, the former Queensland trotter, uh, Dead Set Crazy, uh, she's going to step out uh, tomorrow night at Kilmore, now with Craig Demler, so previously with Mark McNeese, so she's found her way to Victoria. Tommy Waterhouse is a really nice horse in New Zealand, that's now made his move to Australia. 
and joins former Inter-Dominion winning trainer Kevin Pizzuto. So Kevin had great success with Ty Guitara. He's now got a really nice horse here in Tommy Waterhouse. And uh, news coming through, you probably would have caught up with this one. El Soup, the absolute champion that he was, 2,500 Cup winner, made a clean sweep at the Inter-Dominion, all heats in the final at Alexandra Park, his home track. He succumbed to uh, ill health across the weekend. So sad news there because he was an absolute star. Yeah, he sure was, and um, uh, there was one uh, the Hunter Cup. His win in that Hunter Cup was was one of the one of the great wins, and he was he was an absolute superstar. And he lives on as a uh, well, his legacy will as a sire and as a broodmare sire. He's got quite a quite a number of um, good credits as a broodmare sire. So yeah, it's always it's always sad to see them cross over the Rainbow Bridge, but. Uh, Unfortunately, that's just that's part of life sometimes. And but we can remember that all the good races that he was able to to uh, have success in, and there were plenty of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tomorrow, Ray Williams will join us, the trainer of Magnificent Storm. He's going to join us to just to get the update on on his first start at Albion Park this weekend in the Mister Fielder. It's a tricky draw, isn't it, Darren? The inside of the second row. Yeah, probably the the one draw that you wouldn't be hoping with in a horse that you know you want to get to get to have a little bit of a, a look at the a look at the track and probably likely to be buried away. You would think Big Wheels drawn one. There's plenty of speed there to his outside. Kingmaker, Expensive Ego probably goes forward as well. So yeah, it. Um, I guess he'll get a. He'll, he, he's in the race anyway, and he's come across and he's well after the trip so we'll be good to see him go around that's for sure yeah and we'll have some uh, big name uh, guests as well as ray tomorrow joining us we might even focus a bit more on the great square and then we'll have all the tipsters coming up on friday so we'll put you to the test again darren and see if you can uh, steer us into a winner or two across this big program so all important that we get some success later today at Redcliffe, and then we can double down for the weekend yeah looking forward to it there's no shortage of races that's for sure be only been back a week. I'm looking for a spell already. <laughs> There's no shortage as far as the, uh, the the field size as well. 10, 11 race programs, big fields, capacity fields. So, yeah, I don't blame you for uh, needing another blow. I appreciate the time this morning. We'll touch base again on Friday morning. Cheers, Chris. Looking forward to it.